All right. Well, welcome back to another re-education experience podcast with me, your host, Darren Langille. Today, again, I've brought on one of our guests in a local Calgary guest inside our Redline Real Estate Group office. Uh, he, well, his name is Matt Carr. He continues to be, he was our last year top producer. He was the year before top producer. Uh, I think I just honored him today uh, for a May top producer. And I know he doesn't like the accolades because he's not doing it uh, for that at all. Uh, but Matt Carr is a special man um, from a from a production standpoint. We all look up to him. Um, he's a team leader in the business, so he has that experience about how to lead others. Uh, and then he's also deep into the community uh, in his local market, which is Airdrie, and it's eighty to one hundred thousand people. Uh, so he's very well known there because of his efforts. That is translated over to his kind of give back initiatives with something he started called the Airdrie Angels. And we'll unpack that a little bit as well. And well, like many of us, uh, he's a meat lover. So we'll talk about what that <laughs> means for his real estate business. But Matt, welcome to the show, my friend. Um, what did I miss there? Um, I don't know. I think you said too much. <laughs> yeah, he's too humble. Again, you've got two kids. I forget how old they are. They're 12 and 10. And I often tell people I am a full-time father and a part-time realtor. Yeah, there you go. Amazing. That's, that's <laughs> for, for the people I get, I mean, lucky enough to have a bit of an audience all around. Um, for people that don't know, Airdrie sits just north of Calgary. Uh, it's a satellite community to ours. It's the biggest satellite community to the Calgary marketplace. Um, so well, we like that. We actually like to believe that Calgary is becoming a bedroom community to Airdrie. So just so you know, <laughs> so you know, we, we like to have our very own identity. We don't like to be mixed in with calgary we 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 are airdrie well a does come before c right true so. good point good point <laughs> so what came first right <laughs> but uh hey man i wanted to dive in right i mean all around the world right now agents uh are finally well i guess in calgary and area and alberta and area we're starting to get things going like the rest of the world has been for years but everybody's in a pretty hot market yeah. um but I mean, the last couple of years for you have gone through some changes. You came to us from a big franchise years ago, um, transitioned over to us, got the business flowing. And then I remember you and I chatting where you felt like something changed. You just kind of either pulled back a bit um, and maybe, I mean, the trajectory that you were used to was, was changing. It wasn't maybe the pace you're used to, had a little bit of a rough spot. And then in the last couple of years, something lit under you and now you're just going gangbusters like I think at a pace that you've never done before I'd love to unpack that a little bit to find out like have you have you thought back to the to what changed to slow you down and then also well what the heck did you do to get back to your old form and then now again as you keep going into your career doing better than you ever have I'd love to hear your take on that yeah, I, I think it's pretty simple. I, I rested on my laurels is what I did for a couple of years. Um, I had a business that was, as you said, cranking. Um, I had some really good years, even when the, the Calgary real estate market started to turn and go go the other way. And I think I got lazy. <laughs> I, just, and I don't think there's any, any other way to look at it. I just, I thought the business was going to come to me rather than me going and get the business. And, and that's just a recipe for disaster, especially in a market that was difficult too. And, uh, you know, cause Calgary, the Calgary real estate market. And I think Brett's the one who said it, that it was for six straight years, the worst market in North America. 
So you take that with a combination of resting on your laurels. Yeah, business is going to suffer. So uh, um, I, I, I had to I had to get out of my own way. I had to get back to what made me successful before. And and I think I, I think I've done it, but I think I've done an even better job uh, over the last two years of um, over on my business than I, I even did, you know, back in 2012, 13, and 14, and you know, right right through 17, and then 18 and 19 were the were two two rougher years, um, and got back at it in 2020, which you wouldn't have thought that might have been the, the breakout year, but I was fortunate. I was I was busy even through COVID, uh, and I think that's because how I connected with people and, and, uh, how I'd gotten back to my core business. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's a, it's a weird journey, but I'm here. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. When you, um, were building your business before, before the slowdown, what do you find when you said I, get, I got lazy? I mean, does that mean the, I would react to when the phone rings, but I wouldn't go chase. Cause I know a lot of agents feel they're busy, uh, but they're just busy reacting. Right. But I, to get to a top producer level like you, um, you're not just busy reacting, you're busy proactively creating. And then, of course, you get busy to react and handle the active client work. Was it just that, you know, I turned off the prospecting side of my business? And, and then what what is your general prospecting side? Like, what is it Matt Carr does to keep the lights on and keep those leads coming in? What do you think is, you know, a big part of your business plan? Well, it's it's connected with people. Um, and that's what I. I stop doing I I, um, I didn't pick up the phone or it didn't uh, as you know Darren big thing for me is personal notes um, uh, I, I, I just stopped connecting with the people that made me successful and the one thing I really realized and, and I just sold a house and then you know found a house and sold a house for some clients that they were two of my very first clients um, 15 years ago and they bought a few houses from me they referred clients to me and um, while we were looking for, for homes, uh, afterwards, he said, he said, hey, you, we're going out for, uh, we're going out to Tequilas and Taco, a local uh, Mexican joint here in Airdrie. And I declined. And I said to Chris later on, and, and the reason, there's, there's other reasons why I declined this time, but I, I said to Chris later on, I said, I really felt bad for declining. I said, because I really like you guys. I like you as people. And and I wish I'd gone out with you and, and just sat and had a meal with you and not talk real estate, just talk about ourselves. And, and, um, and I feel like over the last two years, that's what I've gotten back to is, is just reconnecting with, with clients. And, and it is difficult. Like, I, I don't know how many homes I've sold over the years. So it's, it's impossible to stay in touch with everybody on a consistent basis. Just, it's just not possible, but you've got this, core of people that you know are your huge supporters and um and those are the people that i've i've really reconnected with and some of the ones that aren't necessarily my huge supporters but really good people that i've done business with in the past and uh and it's just it's it's really just connecting with people and and you know the other the other thing i would say too is um being genuine um i am who i am and uh, over the last year and a half with some some other things that have gone on in my life I've one thing I've really come to realize is that when you sit down to talk to me you know who I am within five minutes and there, there's no errors um you may like me you may not like me I, I think for the most part people do like me which I think is you know probably part of the reason why I'm successful but um uh, I am who I am and I'm I, I I don't pull punches so that's uh I think I think what I've done really well connecting with people and I'm 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 genuine you know, what probably happened too, and I think about this and I see this often is 
when we're going and going and going and you're kind of on that trajectory upwards. Um, and then you, it takes a little bit before, I think you get a bit of a grace period with the people you've done well by, uh, and then you've also really helped. You've done, you've done well, you supported, but you probably, if you think back, probably pulled back even earlier than you think you did because by doing it what right and being a great person and genuine, that'll buy us a bit of a buffer time. And I don't want to teach agents this, but the reality is it happens because real estate's in our blood every single day, but for clients, it's every seven years. So right. even, even if you didn't answer that email right away, but you did really good earlier, you probably will still get that call and they'll give you those, that grace period. So I do find that we pull back and I'm the same way. I did the same thing it being around the same timelines as you. Um, and I pulled back earlier without really realizing it because I was still busy in the hustle. And yeah. then it was only like years later that I was like, oh my goodness, this is, this is when it started. And I should have had someone smack me over the head then. I'm <laughs> 100%. And because, I mean, I even, I even posted a, um, a thing in our work chat with, with Redline um, a couple months ago. And I said, this is not the time to lay off the gas. This is, and when this is when the market was just, just going like it is still, it's three months later, it's still doing the same thing. Uh, I said, this is the time to put your foot on the gas and keep prospecting and keep going this way. Six months from now, you won't be that person that nosedives and all of a sudden goes from eight deals a month to half a deal a month. Uh, and then back up to five and then back to half a deal then back up to six and back to, you know, so when, when you're going busy, that's, you, you've got to find time to continue to prospect and, and connect with the people that have made you successful. And uh, there's a fantastic book called The Power of Who. Um, and and it's, it just talks about the people that you, you know, you, you need to connect with. And that's that, those are the core people, even in the busy time when you can't find a spare hour. Now, I don't say take away everything from your family, because obviously you got to you got to take care of your family and friends first, and yourself first. But if you have that extra five minutes in the car or something, pick up the phone and talk to the, somebody who, who cares about you, because at the end of the day, they're the ones who truly want you to be successful. You know, your acquaintances will always wish you well, but the people that love you will help you do well. And, uh, and I think that's so important too. So it's about connecting. It's, it's just about connecting with people. And, uh, and, I, and that's, that's what I've done extremely well in the last two years, for sure. Are you near, I mean, what percentage is sphere of influence and referral business? You know, are you near a hundred percent? I'm probably 80. And then where does the other bits of the business generally come from? Um, my meat picks, um, that's, that's part of it. Um, uh, that, and then the Airdrie Angel program was, was part of it as well. Um, just some of the, the, the you know, I, I had a friend of mine refer to it as purpose marketing. Um, and you know, the stuff that I do like the Airdrie Angel program, although it is, it is 98% my opportunity to give back. There certainly is a business element to the Airdrie Angel program. Um, I, I, I wouldn't, I, I'm not wealthy enough to be a philanthropist. Uh, if I was, I'd be a kick-ass philanthropist, but I'm, but I'm not wealthy enough. So I, I have to make money so that I can run the Airdrie Angel program. Um, and I have to make money so that I can do carnivore uh, and do the, the, the other things I love to do. Um, so yeah, it's 80, 80 to 80% I would think is um, past client, past client referral. And then the rest is, uh, you know, the Air Ranger program, Carnivore, some of the things I do in the community for sure. What do you think of the 80 is like strictly referral? Do you think any idea? 
Uh, it's it's up there. I mean, I mean, uh, yeah. It's hard to say. I could. I haven't looked at the numbers because, again, everybody's been running at full tilt. For sure. Um, but I, you know, every time I fill in a trade record for you guys, I put in my source of business, and I, every time, I'm like, oh, there it is again, <laughs> past client report or past client or past client referral, and yeah. uh, it's 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 actually humbling. It's amazing. It's humbling. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me let's unpack two things. Uh, Airdrie Angel, and like you said, Airdrie Angel for those listening, and Matt started a uh, charitable. I mean, I guess what's the quick definition of what Airdrie Angel is, but the, the big thing is he started this as a passion project for something he felt right to do. Um, and yes, he mentions it's a, it's turned out to be a business thing, but it's only that because he's meeting, people are meeting the genuine, authentic Matt. And when they realize what he does, they want to work with a guy like that. Uh, I mean, none of this was started from a business idea. I bet you went right in because you wanted to give back to the Airdrie community. Is that right? Yeah, a hundred percent. It was, uh, it was, yeah, it was just one of those things we were trying to sit there and we're trying to figure out how, how do we um, give back? And it was just one of those ideas. And it was my, well, my, my, I guess my ex-wife, um, we were driving to a, a conference. It was actually a sponsorship conference that we were going to. And um, I just, you know, we, we talked about the Jerry Ford secret wish program that was done here in Calgary for years. And I said, you know, we're running these ads on the, the radio and I, I, I'm not, we're not seeing any benefit out of it. So why don't we turn the ads into this charitable project? And, and it would be our way to give back to the, the city of Airdrie and uh, people that are less fortunate. And, and yeah, and so it just became just one of those things that, uh, and again, for people who don't know about it, what we do is we find people that are struggling, no fault of their own. We go to the community, we put a package together and uh, we present it to them. And the packages are generally between $1,500 and $2,000. I think to date, we've um, had 112 recipients and given out about $220,000 worth of cash and other, other items. Um, it has been on hold since COVID. Um, my goal is to get it back up in September, partly because we didn't want to be a drain on, on, the, uh, on people um, right now. We didn't want to ask people to give a little bit more when we knew other people are struggling. Even though maybe we, you know, I, I know some people would have still st stepped up and, and done what they could. Um, and then the other thing, too, is because we do it face to face, obviously, we, we don't want to put anybody in any kind of exposure with with uh, the, the uh, COVID-19. Um, but again, it was it was just our way to give back to the community that gave so much to us. And um, yeah, it's it's been it's yeah, it's it's a incredibly humbling, cool, amazing I always said we've of all the spot the people that we've asked to help support I've never had anybody say no I'm not willing to do it I've had people say I can't this month because they couldn't afford it or for whatever reason but they've always said come back we will support you in the, in the future and uh, to me that's the one of the that's the really cool thing is no one has ever said no we don't don't like what you're doing uh, everybody's been right behind it yeah and when you do something like that that's uh, pure passion I mean it I won't compare charity give back to like, I mean, just being a mountain climber and having a community of mountain climbers, but in the same breath, you're showing a different side of you. Uh, and it's around folks that can see a true authenticity to you that, I mean, it's just natural that your ecosystem grew and your network grew uh, with people that just, like you said, are big fans and they'll be loyal. Uh, there's hard to, hard to imagine a better way to create that uh, loyalty, 
from a friend to friend, heart to heart. And then of course, I'll support you all the way, Matt, with business and, and trust you for, with my real estate. Like that must become uh, the perfect come list me call now. There's probably no questions when you have these people who have uh, given or just been a part of a volunteer position. It just probably just happens so organically, I bet. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, they're pretty natural conversations when I get in front of people. And again, it's because, you know, even the people I've never met, they, it's, it's usually from somebody that has worked with me or has been part of the Airdrie Angel program um, or, you know, just, so it's, yeah. So the conversation usually leads to 45 minutes of um, BS and 15 minutes of real estate and, and uh, <laughs> then we set, Love it. set a time for photos and, and away we go. <laughs> so it's, um, it's, it's been, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. A lot of the conversations I have with people is, is uh, yeah, and, and I get to, and I learn a lot from other people too. And and you talked about it earlier. I came from a major franchise to to Redline, and and a huge reason why I did that was simply because of the way you guys educate people and and your thrive not survive stuff way back when at the um, when you started ramping up your business. I just um, I want I want to learn from other people, and not just real estate. I want to learn all kinds of things, and. And if you don't, you don't sit and take the time to get to know people, you're never going to learn about them or other things. And uh, um, I, I remember I wasn't a great student. I was, I was lucky I could swing a golf club because that's, that's the only reason I, um, I was able to get in the university is someone was willing to give me a scholarship to play golf. But the, um, uh, my, my, I always, even at a young age, I said, the minute I, I, uh, I stopped learning, just end it. I, there's no, no point being here. So I, I want to continue to learn and grow. And, and you do that by talking to people and just having genuine conversations with them. That's, I mean, that's a great point you bring up. Uh, I was, uh, you weren't on the brokerage meeting today, but at the end, I kind of took 10 minutes and I, I told my wife I was preaching and I was preaching that it was melt the market time, right? And the same message that you were sharing, you know, a month or two ago, it's fat pedal to the metal. And, uh, this, this milk the market and guess who's the one that have reached back since I had that little preaching moment and I made 10 strong points of what somebody could do to close out June to crush it right to to again milk the market and everybody who's reaching out so far from our brokerage are the top producers it's the thanks for the kick in the ass it's wow that's what I needed and it's funny that the top producers the ones that want to learn the ones that are geared up and crushing it are still the ones that are the most receptive to the you know go out and milk the market conversation and it and it does show what the mindset of a top producer truly is it's like I'm never done learning right give it to me because I know I got more you know what I mean and with that too, I mean, it, it also comes in a way, invest in yourself. Um, you know, if there's a piece of advice that I can give any new agent is don't go out in there and start buying a bunch of Facebook ads or, or bus benches or other things, spend the money in yourself, um, invest in yourself first and it'll come back in, it'll come back in boatloads. It's, it's, uh, yeah, take care. It's just the same thing in health. You take care of yourself first. Same thing in business. You take care of yourself first. And, uh, and, and those are the people that are listening and, and accepting the kick in the ass too. Cause sometimes, you know, sometimes our egos get, let's face it. We're realtors. We have egos. So, uh, um, yeah, it's good when people listen. Hey, so you got to educate me now. So let's talk to, let's, let's learn about your meat picks. Why would something like meat picks be such a great 
thing for your business and people are listening to this like what the hell are they talking about so matt matt started a it's called is it called the carnivore club or i mean tell me what it's called yeah so it's it's carnivore group is uh um and it's my last name is car but it's c-a-r-r-e so it's car dash navore um and it's a facebook group it's it's carnivore group and then I, I started a, um, a thing called Burger Club at a, a, a restaurant here in town that unfortunately Hayloft is no longer because it was one of the, the top five burgers I've ever had in my life. And we started a Burger Club one day and it was actually Kip who, who's on our team and, and my partner in crime, he's the one who, who said we should start Burger Club. So I jumped on it and uh, started inviting people and next thing you know, every Friday we had between... 15 and 25 people that would come to have a burger and um and it became this incredible like networking group but without networking there was never an agenda you know there was never bring five uh, prospects for people it was people sitting down beside each other getting to know each other and chatting and being genuine with each other and um and it, it was just it was it was so cool and even at the the christmas one we had well over 100 people and I even said we, we couldn't post anything to social media because the fire uh, marshal would have been all over us because I'm sure. We <laughs> and it's OK now because unfortunately, like I said, Hayloft's closed, so they can't even go back after him. But the um, and then after that, we ended up and we went to um, I made the carnivore club every Friday because, as again, Burger Club had to end. And a good friend of mine owns the local Montana's and Montana's kind of made made sense to have uh, a meat group. And again, we would get 15 to 25 people pre-COVID um, would be coming every Friday. And uh, and then even the Christmas one for there, I think we had 120 people. We raised a ton of food for the food bank. But again, that was the only time I ever had an agenda was at the Christmas one. And then we were trying to raise raise um, food or, or money for the for the local food bank. But uh, yeah, so it's it's about meat. And then my Facebook group and both Instagram and, and um, Facebook, I, I tell people to send me their meat pics. And uh, yes, I get some funny looks when I say that, but uh, it's, it's, it's my, I love it. I love cooking. I love barbecuing. It's again, it's about me being who I am. It's so that's why the uh, um, yeah, that's why the meat picks works for my business as well. Cause it's more about me being me. Yeah. I mean, we all we're agents. We're stuck on social. There's unless you want to be a secret agent and never get business, you have to be on social. You have to be out there. You have to be growing a network because that's where the world is looking. Right. So, I mean, you chose to be there in your true authentic self rather than just trying to kind of be like everybody else and post what I think is the most perfect version of me. You said, let me just go and play into my passions, which like you said, built a bit of a community, you started with probably one group member, then two, and it grew. And now people are sending in and I'm on the thread. So I get the darn notifications all the time. Um, but you see how this community just rallied together around something as silly as like your barbecuing picks and how it evolved. And again, I mean, that's social media done right. You've created social. You've found a way to stay connected, engage with each other and not just be a bunch of voyeurs, which is a lot of us agents default to be in. Um, we just sit back and maybe scroll and wish I was doing what that agent was rather than like executing. And it's easy for you because it's just, it's just you and it's just your passion. So, uh, I think it's genius that I think anyone listening to this would have some version of, of, of what you've done that could, uh, can roll out. Um, 
Oh God, yeah. yeah. There's so many different things. If you find if you find the thing that you truly love, put it out there for people. I mean, I don't know. I get so sick and tired of of just uh, listed another house or look at this. And of course, my my business one has that stuff. I get that, but you gotta ha- you gotta show who you are. You can't just be. You're not a machine who just rolls out listing pictures and I just listed this house and I just listed that house and I sold another buyer. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Stop <laughs> is what I would say. And, and, and just be yourself. Like, I'm, I'm, I, I love it when you sit down and have genuine conversations with people and, and it doesn't, and, and it happens. Well, I'm unfortunate because I kind of force it into people because I I'm pretty open and honest. And, uh, but yeah, just, just be genuine. Just be honest with your how, I mean, how is this working in this crazy, big data, high tech, AI filled, uh, you know, disruption filled industry? How the hell is all this traditional stuff still working, Matt? We're people. people yeah, it's like friends buy from friends. And that's, uh, um, and that's where personal notes like, I mean, how many emails did you get today? And, yeah. how, many, and how many did you not open? Yeah. When you go home, you get a personal note from somebody. It'll be the first one, first thing you open. Yeah, you've got to practice around that, right? I know that was one of the things you had to get back to, but you you told us all that, I mean, you've got a, I don't know if it's a weekly cadence or you have a certain number that you're trying to achieve or you just have a concerted effort that, that you were physically open up your database, um, finding the addresses of the folks that you've got in there and you're writing handwritten personal cards and firing them off. Is, I mean, is that fair to say? Yeah, it's, it's just my database. It's people I meet um, and people I meet through, you know, that I haven't done any real estate transactions with, um, you know, just the, the people that help take care of me. Um, the, the girl at TELUS, TELUS Phone Center, she, she was fantastic. So I just sent her a personal note to say thank you. And I, now I, did I hear back from her? No, but do I expect to hear back from everybody? No. But, you know, you, you know, when you open up a, a, a personal note from somebody and someone's genuinely thanking you and it's, it's uh, my scribbled handwriting. So maybe they've got to decipher some of the words, but they know it came from me and they, they know what I'm saying. And, and again, I don't, I, we're people and people love to hear from people in a genuine manner. And uh, again, just uh, social media stuff is fantastic. And again, it helps promote homes. I get all that stuff. But uh, I, I just would rather just be one-to-one, you know, belly-to-belly kind of thing. And, and even when I, you know, when I invite people to Carnivore Club on Fridays, I sit there and I, on, fr- on Thursday night, I one by one text people. And I don't do a group text. Um, I one by one text people and, and ma- make it a little bit personal. And sometimes, of course, I'm cutting and pasting bodies of text, even those ones aren't, aren't huge texts. But when I do events, I, uh, you know, I do a Thanksgiving pie giveaway at Thanksgiving, obviously. And I one by one send emails to my entire database. And, um, and then I respond one by one. And, uh, you know, I, I calculated it. And I think I put 31 hours into that event, spent $1,000 on pies and such. And I could attribute four ends and $32,000. Uh, in commissions and so you do that 32 divided by 32 is $1,000 an hour you're doing okay there 30 what is that a three 3200 percent return on your investment yeah (laughs) so I mean Matt 
you've got so much time, you know, you only sold 15 houses in May and uh, I don't have time, right? How many realtors say, I don't have time. I'm too busy. I can't do it. And I'm like, just slapping them over the head when I can see the guys like yourself are finding the time and, and, and to, to pull off these things, like slowing down enough so that you have these opportunities coming to you. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, you just, you just gotta do it sometimes. Right. You have, you find time. I don't know. Totally. What um, are you doing branded cards? Are they just literally you're going to Hallmark or you're getting like graphics guy to just rip up some. And uh, I mean, what's the tactics there? Is it just pure random um, that when you send these little, like thinking of you or great to meet you type nest messages? It's, well, it's, uh, I use, uh, I'm, I'm uh, uh, Brian Buffini is my coaching company that I use and they send me cards. So it's whatever they send me. Gotcha. So what are, I mean, is there anything on there? Is it, is it more just like fun and smiles uh, just because agents are trying to replicate things, everything we talk about. Right. So is it, do you notice any themes there or is it just like, keep it simple, silly, right? Don't overthink it. Yeah. It's basically in summertime, it's summertime picks and winter it's wintertime pictures. Like and especially for us, cause we get mountain pictures, which makes sense for, for this part of the world. Cause they, I'm guessing they customize for where you live. I never really asked that question, but I have a lot of mountain pictures that show up in the winter and spring and then uh, uh, the Canadian flag at, uh, for July for July 1st. So um, yeah, it's, it's really, there's nothing to the, they're just generic cards. Totally. So even if it was, if it was not mountainy and it wasn't here in Alberta and it was just something other, it like, that doesn't matter, right? It's the fact that you did it and it's in their mailbox and it's from you. Yeah. Um, and and I love it. Business card, And sometimes I don't, if it doesn't make sense, put a business card in it. If it was more like a personal engagement, I don't put a business card in. Right. But mm-hmm. if it's, if it was more businessy then then I put a, a business card in, you know, that's probably 70% of the time, but you have to, you have to gauge it and you have to figure out like, who do you want to be? Do you want to be the guy who's always sending a business card or do you want to be the guy who's asking for the guy to send you your meat picks? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you, um, where are you, how are you getting their addresses? Are you just asking? Is there anything complicated to that ask? Nope. Nope. You just ask, you, you find it. And some, sometimes you have to dig a little bit and you find, you have, you know, you, you might just text them and say, Hey, I've got something for you. I just want to, um, you know, cause you have, you always have their cell phone number. So mm-hmm. you just text them and say, I've got something I want to send you. Do you mind, do you mind what address should I send it to? And some people want it sent to work. Some people want it from home. Uh, a lot of times if you know where their business is, you send it to their business. Right. It can still be a personal note that with no card, just going to their business rather than a house. But uh, yeah, you, you, there, and there's times I can't find it, but for the most times, most parts, yeah, if you work hard enough, you can find it. I mean, I love it. That's one of the most untapped things from agents is just the amount of places we know that either people work at or we didn't sell them the house, but we know they live there and people don't slow down enough to just gather that info. Cause like you said, this is one of the most, personal and powerful touch points in today's modern world, right? I mean, it's crazy when you get a direct message that feels like somebody's giving you a bear hug because everybody's so in the world of likes and hearts, nobody comments. So if you get a DM, you're like, oh my God, this person's my bestie. If you got a thing in the mail, you're like Mother Teresa, right? Yeah, Yeah. maybe. (laughs) I I don't know if Mother Teresa ever said, send me your meat pics though. Uh, she's missing something then maybe (laughs) amazing um i mean so you've got so you've got a a team right you've got the so you've got your business account and kip 
again, strong, incredible producer. I mean, walk us through a little bit of like life as a team leader and what you've noticed. You, you see teams all over this planet. You see teams done right. You see teams done wrong. Uh, you and I have had these chats many a time. What do you find that makes uh, a strong team and why you, would you need a team today versus maybe some of the pitfalls that you're seeing that people are doing it for other reasons? Yeah, I think if you're building a team, it better be out of need, um, not just create a team because you think it's the right thing to do. Um, we've always grown when it feels like things are slipping through through the cracks a little bit. So we need somebody. Um, and But at the same token, then then you, you still have that once they're there, if you've mentored them correctly, then, you know, everybody just starts to work, um, you know, congruently or, or together. Um, but for us, it's, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lifestyle. It's a two ER. It's, I'm not just going to pick up somebody and, and try to, um, you know, just feed them leads or things like that. Cause our, our team is generally based on coverage so that we know our clients are really well taken care of when we, need time off or, um, you know, if we ever get to travel again, um, which is coming soon. I, you know, by the way, I called here in Canada, I called the pandemic off last week. So yeah. it's, it's over. So just so you know, the pandemic's over, but, um, yeah, You're we're going to get we're, this thing pulled from airplay. Cause it's, you can't say shit like that, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh well, but the, uh, you know, I always had a friend who said to me, Matt, you say things that people think I'm like, yeah, okay, maybe I do. But, um, <sighs> The uh, we yeah we just it's we there there has to be that genuine you have to be genuine with each other and, and Kip and I are are very very similar souls in the sense that our 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 kids are the light of our life um, they come first um, and unfortunately this business sometimes I always say they come first and then sometimes I feel like I I let that down to them and I, hopefully they don't feel that way but. I know some, there's times I've felt that way, but then you also have to understand that a lot of the things that I'm afforded to do is the work that I do. Um, so I understand that as well, but it's, you know, we're keeping our cut from the same cloth. We just, um, we love our family, we love our kids. And we just, um, we're going to make the decisions that are right for them first. And that's, those are the people that would, whoever work with us or I think they, they'd understand that. And, and we've had some come and go. Uh, and I'm not saying that those people weren't family first people. There's just other things that didn't work out. Um, but it's, you know, it's got to be a, a genuine fit of people first, and then business will come second. And when you have a fit of people, business will come for sure. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, is out of need, right? I mean, I've actually, I love, I mean, between this conversation with a couple other top Calgary area leaders, I've heard them turn down adding teams, agents to their team recently because they're like, I don't need it, right? I could add that body count. Um, maybe it would look better on that group picture, but there a few of them are saying no, which I love because it's the vanity side of growing a team sometimes, or maybe that marketing image that people feel like they need to go compete with, you know, the real teams out there. Um, skews people's decisions. And uh, I love, again, that you're tried and true. And with a lot of the team members in our office, as you know, are, are very similar to that, right? It's out of necessity um, and not out of vanity or feeling like I just need to keep up. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's got to be out of necessity. But you have to, you have to remember too, you, you can't get caught in a time like now and go, I need somebody because it's so busy. And then you, or you say, well, I don't have time to train somebody. 
And then, then you start to slow down. Well, now I can't afford it. You know, you got to make business decisions for six months from now. So, um, you know, even, even if you feel like things are uh, slipping through the cracks right now, you, you gotta, you gotta take the time and, and do what's right for you, the health of your business six months from now, a year from now, 10 years from now, not what's not what's going on today. But so I think so many agents make that mistake that's, you know, things are cranking too busy and then you slow down. Well, now I can't afford it, you know? So again, invest in yourself, invest in your business first and things will come back in, in uh, tenfold. What do you think as we get near the end of this uh, little podcast, what do you need to improve on still? Do you think what, what is what Matt Carr, top producer at our brokerage a couple years running and it's looking like it might be so far again, what do you need to get better to keep pulling off what you want to pull off in life in this vision? Um, There's certainly times I get into compare schlogger where I start to compare myself to other people and I start to beat myself up. Um, because, you know, why did that person, you know, this person's doing so great and that person, and you, you start, you, you, you start to compare yourself to them and rather than just put your head down and go. And, and there are times I certainly get into that. And, uh, even like, I, I didn't realize I sold 15 homes last month. Um, but apparently I did. And even then uh, there was times I was like, well, why didn't I get that listing? Why didn't I get that listing? It was probably because I didn't have time to get that listing. Um, and, and just not be, not be so hard on yourself. And, and that's um, uh, the one thing I know I can, I can be is, is hard on myself um, and not. Um, yeah. I, I don't so know what I, I hear you saying, if I can hear you right, it's like, I need to stay, keep it between the ditches, my ditches, right? I needed instead of just to, to sway, even where you're at, where everybody's kind of looking up to you here um, and you're in the pinnacle of Calgary real estate with this level of volume, but you're like, even I start peeking around and I start getting distracted, which as we know, you, you turn your head sideways on the deer for what happens, everybody else stops, right? Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it's funny. So growing up playing golf, the, the one thing people always said is the, the longest six inches in golf are the, the distance between your two ears. So it's always in your head. So mm-hmm. the, the longest six inches in real estate is the is the six inches between your ears because it's it's in your head. And uh, and when you're when you're business for something, we are in such a personal business. You know, we get we get to know our clients more than so many other other uh, industries out there. And so when you don't get chosen or you see somebody else doing it, something, you, sometimes you can take it personal and, and it's, and sometimes it is, I'm sure, but most of the time it's not. Um, I had a good wake up call the other day and, and uh, somebody, somebody who I thought probably should have used me or actually probably somebody else to buy a house. Um, but they used another agent. And then I found out, well, they're actually sister-in-laws but I didn't know that. Right. right. And then you're like, Oh, well, that's why they didn't pick me or they didn't pick this other person. And uh, so again, it's, it's, it's a, it's a very, you know, very, very personal um, business that we're in. And again, those six inches between our ears can play some games on us for sure. Well, we talk, I mean, we always want to hone our skills where we always want to get better. And for every iteration we go through every listening presentation, if you do sit back and reflect on it, you'll probably just, constantly tweak your way to, to being better one year from now, one month from now. Um, but you still lose, right? You still lose out. And if you're fine tuning your craft with volume over time, you think you've got it dialed. And then 
oftentimes the reason you don't end up being the choice was completely out of your control. Uh, and I know a lot of us as agents, which is like, we'll overthink that and they'll get beat up. But then I find if people get too beat up on that, it's because they don't have enough volume and too many eggs are in one basket, you know? Yep, for sure. Awesome. Well, as we leave you, it's been like 45 minutes here. I mean, anything else that we could leave you with any, any other, anything else that you could share about maybe some, some, some problematic or something you stumbled across this year that you think uh, could be a little tidbit to pass along to agents that are toughing it out and milking the market. Like I was saying. Yeah. I mean, again, I just go back to, you know, right now you pedal to the metal. Um, don't lose out on your prospecting. Don't stop the prospect. Don't stop contacting your core people. Uh, and, and again, you don't have to call them every day and say, you get, know somebody who wants to buy or sell, but just, just keep, keep the prospecting because six months from now, we're going to, it's going to be slower. Um, we think, although we thought it was going to be slower a month ago too. Um, That's right. But keep, Keep, keep your head down and keep keep working and and, uh, and and as I said number one thing is be yourself and you know the people that like you they like you for who you are not for the person you're trying to be and and be yourself be genuine and and you know keep keep going because it's it's not the time to stop it's the time to to put the pedal to put the pedal to the metal and and, uh, and work your butt off we can only control what we can control, which is exactly like you said, doing what we can while the market's great or when the market's not, but yeah. doing what we can because we can, uh, we make that choice. Um, well, thanks Matt for being on this and sharing your journey and talking about everything from meat picks to slowing down to, you know, tried and true. And, and I really appreciate your insight. I know everybody does their brokers does, and I'm really happy to be able to share this onward. Uh, to whoever uh, gets a chance to listen to this. So thanks for being here, my friend. Yeah, no worries. And people, please send me your meat picks. So it's it's uh, Carnivore, Car-Navore on Facebook and Car underscore Navore on uh, Instagram. So I'm trying to build my community. I want more meat picks from people. You want some international meat picks, some cross-border yeah. meat picks, right? I've got some. So yes, but please send me uh, everything, especially if you if you got people listening in Texas or, or Oklahoma or anywhere with some Southern barbecue, please send me your meat picks. Uh, there we go. Amazing. So say that again. How do we get you on Facebook? What is it? How do you spell that? So it's car, my last name, C-A-R-R-E dash Navore, N-I-V-O-R-E. And then um, Instagram is car underscore Navore because they don't let you do dashes on Instagram for some reason. So uh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. And, yeah. So, well, I know on Instagram, you can't send me your meat pics. So you can like my meat pics and, but then uh, on Facebook, send me your meat pics. And I, I, what I'd love to do is have start people like sharing recipes and, and start more of an interactive group on Facebook. Cause I think that would be so much fun. And I've got some ideas on how I'm going to get that done, but, uh, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get there for sure. Amazing. Well, again, for everybody listening, hopefully you took a ton of insight from this. Listen, re-listen, re-listen. It doesn't have to be more complicated than that. And it's us as agents that do that. We cause our own issues. So Matt, uh, again, thanks for your time. Again, this was another re-education experience podcast. Looking forward to catching up with you next time.